You're listening to John Caleb, a podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm John. And just cracking a beer. Okay. And I, w- I wanted to ask you, John, I heard you were sick with the vaccine today. I was sick with the vac- sick with the vaccine. <laughs> you were, yeah. No, I mean, that's a right way of putting I, it. It's kind of funny to say it that way. That was unintentional. But I was also sick with the vaccine earlier this week. I just wanted to know how it was for you. Did you, was it your first dose or your it second? It was my dose? first dose. But my dad also got sick on his first dose. And and you got the Moderna, I got right? the Moderna. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that about the Moderna. Is that what people say about people the Moderna? I'm not trying to spread fear because at the end of the day, I do think that as a general rule, you should get the vaccine. Yeah. If anyone was wondering what my stance was. So I start there. Um, I think you should get it so but, much that you should be willing to get sick to get it yeah no i agree, <laughs> I agree. um no i got the pfizer vaccine mm-hmm. uh and i got my second dose yesterday at around 1 p.m yeah um and you got i i would say no i i did the math wrong and i thought to, yesterday was today so <laughs> it doesn't matter how you do the math that will never be i know true. and that's why it was yesterday will never be that's today. literally why i said i did the math wrong so oh fair <laughs> No, um, yeah, I got my shot around 1 p.m., cracked some, cracked some jokes to the cute nurse. She laughed a couple times. Um, my nurse said she liked my <laughs> tattoo. Nice. But I mean, Did you get it in the shoulder? My tattoo? Yeah. My tattoo's on my arm. Oh, oh, okay. I just, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know where your tattoo is. <laughs> you um, bought it for me. No, please. and so... <laughs> Yeah, I got it with you. Um, so I got my vaccine yesterday, and then I worked. And as I was at the desk, I was definitely feeling tired and lethargic. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't figure out. I didn't remember what time I'd fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I woke up with the heat because it's getting hot here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I wasn't sure if I was tired because of the vaccine. And then today, I would I would say I was. it was as though I had done a full-body workout. Oh. I was very sore. So the... I was also very tired, but I only got five and a half hours. Did you have like so... the joint aches and stuff? Uh, not so much joint aches, just general general bodily soreness. Okay. Um, okay. My joints are pretty healthy. You didn't get like the fever and all that? No, no, I did not get a fever. Oh, man. No. That's what I got. Yeah. I. You got a fever? I woke up the day after I took my first shot and like mm-hmm. I was... I was just kind of, I felt like I had like, I was essentially had like had a cold. So I, I had like chills and I was like, had a fever and I was like sweating and it was, it wasn't a fun day. It wasn't, it, it wasn't yeah. the worst thing ever. I had a headache. It wasn't the worst ever. I tried to go to work, but then I was like, oh, this is, this ain't, this is too tough. I'm going to take the day off. <laughs> yeah, I went into work for a couple hours and mostly just laid on my couch. And then I was like, I'm just going to go home and lay on my couch. <laughs> and uh, Jeez, you got couches at work? I have a couch in my office, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, don't usually, I don't usually lay in it, but... I, That's pretty cush. Is it? It's, it's, it's my... Because um, I work at a church, so I do a lot of the IT in addition to being yep. a youth pastor. But I... Um, I use the couch for like my IT work. So it's where I have all my you know, my cool servers. 
You know, I don't have an office, but recently we have an unfinished basement downstairs. And with my Doge money, which we can maybe talk about later, um, or maybe we'll just tease it and we won't talk about it. With my Doge money, I bought a 3D printer as as we talked about. Oh, snap. We're talking about that, though, right? Because... You want to talk about we the 3D we printer? We can talk about it right now. Do you want to talk about it right now? Wait, what were you talking about? Yeah, why not? You could go to the unfinished basement because I'm sure someone's interested in yeah. unfinished basement. It ties into the basement okay. and into the printer. No, so um, we uh, we have an unfinished basement. It looks kind of crummy, but I've got we've well, got like some unfinished. hangboards down here. For... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is unfinished. Um, hopefully the furnaces don't come on because I'm right by them. Uh, no, but I set up a table and i put my 3d printer on the table and so i now have like a desk sort of down here hmm. and i guess you can call it an office maybe yeah but people do laundry in my office so do you have like office like little like lights and stuff i mean i mean like cozy lights not like obviously you have light you're not in the dark i presume but yeah no i do have the i had to buy a light because there's only one um one light down here, and it's just one of those basement bulb lights. I guess you're only so. I bought a clip-on light yeah. and clipped it out next to my my desk. So I guess you're only it's plenty. Bright. You're only there for like a couple more weeks, though, huh? And then you're going to. Are you in Washington? Well, yeah. Then I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to Bellingham in two weeks, yeah. but I'll only be there for three months, and then I'll be back. Okay. So, okay. but no, I I like the space. Yeah. When I get back, I'm planning on building myself a desk. So nice. We'll see how that goes. Nice, but out of wood. Yeah, I want to build it out of wood. I've got some <laughs> ideas. I'm super stoked. Okay. So wow. Okay. Now, now that that's out of the way, tell me more yep. about the um, 3D printer because you've been sending me the pictures. Yeah. And I've been jealous and envious. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Just just talk to me about the experience. The just talk to me about it. So. I would say so. It's pretty. I mean. It's exactly what you expect. Wait, it to pause be, right there for Jason, who's listening yeah. right now. Can you explain to him what a three D printer is? Is Jason really? He's listening probably right listening now? right now, and his feedback on the last episode was, "Gee, I wish you guys explained stuff more." A three D printer. <laughs> so there's there's at least two types of three D printers. Uh-huh. There's what what's what are called resin printers, mm-hmm. and the only way in which I can describe a resin printer is if you've seen the first Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. in that scene with. Saruman, where he's uh, creating Urukai, mm-hmm. and they pull them out of the liquid muck. Mm-hmm. You, do you know what I'm? Talk- I know what, what you're talking, talking about? about. Yeah, yeah, that's what a resin printer mm-hmm. is like. I have a PLA printer, so it's PLA plastic. Mm-hmm. It essentially prints like a hot glue gun, and you can print, mm-hmm. um, you can print. I mean, anything that can be made out of plastic, right? Well, so that's what I've been using. That's like the one that everyone thinks of then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that the standard 3D printer that people think about are, is the PLA. Because printer. I don't, I mean, I've, I guess I haven't seen a printing process on YouTube that looks like what you're describing a resin yeah. printer as. Yeah, and I'd also say 3D, pr- or sorry, PLA printers are much more accessible because, on average, they're more affordable, but also they're non-toxic. Whereas um, a resin printer or a I think it's an ABS printer. It's a different type of plastic. You need to be conscious of fumes, mm. and you need to have ventilation. So, whereas, like for this PLA printer, I just use the use the basement, and it's theoretically non toxic. Although I wouldn't recommend you inhale plastic fumes over the 
you know, a long period of time. Too late. Um, yeah, too late. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been, you know, mm-hmm. if it ain't, if, if it ain't liquor, it's, it's plastic fumes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. got to, you know, you got to find your, you know, way to pass the time. I guess. I sure. <laughs> it's pandemic life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more about this. I want to look like what else? I, that, what, do you, that, what else? Do you want I want to know? know what you're making. I wasn't. I the the thing. The oh. question before was a joke. I want to know what you're making because I think everyone knows what a 3D printer is. But tell me, like, oh, fair. The, I guess I wouldn't. The know. Warhammer. Um, the Warhammer. You've been making Warhammer um, miniatures. Yeah. Do you want to say what I've been making, or do you want me to? say I want to. I kind of want to say it, but I don't. It's okay. like I don't have a lot to say other than that. What you've been sending me. Yeah. So I'll t- I'll tell you what I started. Okay. With. I started with basic calibration prints. So you print like cubes. There's a lot of tests you can do, like stringing tests, making sure your printer isn't stringing. Right. Which, yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to explain, but it's very obvious when you see can it. Can you explain it to um, me? <laughs> essentially, what happens is it's similar to like a hot glue gun, oh. where if you put down a little bit of glue and lift it, yeah. because the gun is still hot, it's the um, the glue you. is still viscous, yeah. and so it strings and then it solidifies and, and eventually it hardens. Gets on your hands. You've got, <laughs> yep, on your hands, and it just looks bad on the on the miniature. So what I've been printing is stuff like that, and then also just um, miniatures from. The internet, just trying to find a use for this thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, mm. I, I want to use a bunch of stuff. I want to do a bunch of modifications to the desk I'll be building. But because I'm leaving for Bellingham in two weeks, there's just no way I can. It just it doesn't make sense to do that before I, I leave mm-hmm. for three months. Mm-hmm. So I've just been kind of screwing around with it. And then hopefully next fall, this fall, I'll be starting a D&D group. And maybe we can use some of the miniatures. The hard thing about starting a D and D group, if you, I don't want to, I don't want to be a DM, and nor do I have the, the skill set to be a DM, and so finding someone to do that is kind of a challenge. You're starting so. an in person one. I mean, yeah, ah, for the fall. Ah, my heart, my heart hurts. I mean, <laughs> I'd be happy to do an online D and D group. It just would make no sense to have miniatures. Right, it's fine. Right? It's fine. No, it's cool. It's cool. So no, if you put in the work and you want to do D and D, I'll play. I'll no, set up fine. the time. It's cool. To no, do you it. can play with other people. It's okay. No, it's it's not. All right, it's I will. Not a problem. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What What have you been up to? What's new with you? Oh man, I got I got a few things that I want to talk about. First thing I want to talk about is professional wrestling, because oh, nice. I don't. Are you into wrestling? I respect I pres- I respect professional wrestlers. I don't follow it. I did watch a documentary call on Netflix called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. And honestly, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I watched it and I was in tears. Really? I mean, it's really an inspirational. I can't stand wrestling. Um, um I think it's really boring. No. <laughs> but I do like wrestlers. Um and yeah, I think I'd never seen that documentary, but Jake the Snake was also my entry point into fascination with people who uh-huh. do wrestling, um, mm-hmm. and only because I, I I I would his special move is like he puts on I don't know if you know like how he wrestles like he wrestles like Not everyone else he's a normal like they all kind of do the same stuff it's, to me it's boring but anyway. But uh-huh. but he, what in what isn't boring about him 
is he puts on a little snake kind of sock puppet when he's mm-hmm. when he's and he like kind of pulls his hand yeah. back so it kind of looks like a cobra ready to strike yeah. and then the, the 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 sock puppet strikes his opponent and then the opponent like goes limp as though they have been attacked by a snake and i think I, that 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 fascinated me um and that made that must have been in a gif or, or meme recently because i feel like i just saw it someone. it always goes around the internet it's kind of funny um i think the one that goes ar- around is 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 be- anyway i mean i is is him and another wrestler called mankind because there's a rest mm-hmm. mankind like has a pair did a parody of jake the snake um mm-hmm. where he um he has Sako. And so instead of putting a snake <laughs> puppet on his hand, he puts a sock puppet on his hand and does like yep. the same motion <laughs> where he where he hits. And then there's there's a famous fight where where mankind. I don't know if it's famous. It's it, it gets memed a lot in the past yeah. where Jake the Snake. I think it's Jake. It's got to be. I could be completely wrong on the names. I'd be so bare. Anyway, I think it's Jake the Snake. Is he puts his he puts his hand you should look it up make sure i'm right he puts his hand in so anyway he's got his puppet and then mankind brings out Sako, and they uh they like the two puppets go at each other and like they're like in a deadlock like trying to it's a great anyway that that's kind of what made me interested in wrestlers is that what um and i and not not even wrestling because i think wrestling's really kind of lame but i find it really interesting like I watch a lot of videos about, so it's all fake. I mean, we know that now, right? Everyone like that. That was wrestling is fake, but it's interesting how much goes on in the background to make something fake, mm-hmm. um, like work. Essentially, I was yeah. I, yeah. Before you go on, I I just want to say that a lot of fans of professional wrestling would take issue with you saying professional wrestling is well that's because they're like holding on to like this weird tradition but i mean pretty much the wwf it it doesn't pretend it's real anymore they wwe it used to be the wwf but you're right w is that what it's called wwe okay i don't i don't keep up with it that way but they are still jumping off of you know onto tables like they're not actually fighting no the but the athletic feats are the pain is real the pain part, yeah. but the the, the well, not all the pain because the, there's some obviously it's a fake fight. Yeah, but, but the the part that's fake is who's winning, which is, I right, mean, right. if if it's a sport, that's the important part, um, right. <laughs> is who wins. Um, and 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 I so I watch a lot of documentaries on it and, and just a lot of like different videos and like I like listen to interviews about like wrestlers who have retired and just talk about because they don't have to pretend that it's real anymore, so now they mm-hmm. just talk about very candidly like the oh like the business of it um and it's also kind of was it the case that back in the day they spoke as though it was real yeah i believe until like the 90s you or maybe late okay. 80s something i can't okay. remember when um essentially yeah you were it was yeah they they pretended it was real the like wrestlers who like had like like who who had a nemesis or what, like enemies, I guess, because you know, like wrestling is you know, like they're like superheroes, like whatever, right? And they have enemies in the wrestling ring, um, 
if they were like seen talking in real life, like they'd be fired or something like that. So it was like stuff like that. Like they took it really seriously before. And there's like a whole history of how it changed. But anyway, Uh, but it's not that way anymore. So wrestlers after they retire can talk about it really candidly now. But and, Mm. and, and it's so what's interested me is has always been like for something that's, you know, scripted more or less, like with with a lot of improv, a lot of athleticism involved, but still like this yep. scripted the th- form of theater, um, um, <laughs> um, is like what is actually the compel? Like what is actually like, like how do you, like essentially how do they pick who's the winner? Like that's what's really interesting me. It's like if it's fake, how do you pick a yeah. winner? Because really, you could pick anybody. So I mean, and obviously they're picking a winner because they want it to be the person that's going to make them the most money from advertising. So right. it's like ticket sales. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to sell tickets. So you're going to pick the people who are win, who's going to sell the most tickets. And sometimes that's the people hate. Sometimes that's the people, the person people like. So it's, it is interesting thing. And I was it, I was thinking, and it's like, well, in some ways, like the sport, there is a sport to wrestling, but it isn't athleticism it's literally it's like it's 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 like tv ratings that's the sport (laughs) is is what is what who can get the what actor can get the best tv ratings and and that's an that's an interesting idea to me of uh (laughs) i mean technically that's all tv i guess but i guess you don't see it play out so one-on-one you know like where like like it's just an interest. I don't know. So uh, that's uh, I don't know. That's what I've been um, yeah. kind of watching. What's interesting to me about professional wrestling is the number of famous actors who started in professional wrestling and ended up just be, you know you take like The Rock or there's um Rod- Andre the Giant was a professional wrestler. I mean, uh, what uh, uh, the guy who busts through walls was Van Diesel uh, a wrestler? I don't think he was a wrestler. No, not Van, D- <laughs> Van Diesel was. <laughs> He looks like uh, um, yeah. what's his name from from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? John Cena. John Cena. John Cena is not a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but sure. No, no, he. But he's a what famous. What movie guy is John Cena in though? No, he's famous. Okay, he's famous. but that's not even you were saying actors and John Cena. I guess he has been in a yeah, movie. I mean, yeah, I guess, that, I, and that was my point. Okay. Certainly, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyway, I mean it makes sense, right? You're you're already big, and people already yep. know your name, so it's like, all right, yep. well, it's like half the work of of making a scary big actor. Yep. I mean, like big physically, yeah, and there's a, like not like <laughs> there's a sense in which, like, if you're ripped like The Rock, that's gonna land you roles in a movie, right? Like, like that. In in some sense, he's gonna be typecasted because. You know, The Rock's not going to play Joe Schmo, like, works a day job. You know, like, that sort of movie where he's just a normal dude. The Rock can only play The Rock. I think part of it... Or as The Rock. Part of it, too, has got to be that because wrestlers... Like, wrestling has such a huge fan base. Like, they, uh-huh. they're... Pro- and they're on TV. So, they're, like, TV stars. Um mm-hmm. And they're on pay-per-view. Like, they're they're in all these... They're essentially brushing shoulders with people in movies all the time anyway. So I bet there's, like, a thing where it's like, well, hey, you want to do a... Like, 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 when you're trying to find, like, the person who you're going to cast to play next to you, it's like, well, I already know 
this guy and he fits the part and I already like him. So it's like, yeah, so it prob- that probably helps you get those roles too. Yeah, on the other hand, like if you're a professional wrestler, you're bound to be typecast, typecasted. I don't know. I'd be curious if there really is that much bumping shoulders with the the you know Hollywood more, more broadly, because a lot of these guys do road shows, right? So like you kind of wrestle all over the nation, and so it's not like you're posting up in Hollywood or Vegas and no, but you, you know doing that sort of stuff. I th- no, but, but only like the top wrestlers are the ones getting into movies anyway. So yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, most yeah. wrestlers yeah. just exit with a messed up body. So and and a and a crippling drug addiction. Mm, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a real problem. So anyway, yeah, that, that that that's something. I that's just something I've been. This just that's just been my thing this last uh, mm-hmm. this last week, and especially when I was mm-hmm. sick, I was watching a lot of a lot of. Um, videos on wrestlers yeah right. i mean it sounds like it's really caught you i mean I, i've been watching them for a long time so this isn't a new thing but it's it's yeah. just kind of one of those things that resurfaces but again i don't enjoy watching wrestling matches i think it's a, the most boring thing on tv and i'm, I'm yeah. not afraid to say it yeah <laughs> i know i'm definitely much more interested in the, the narratives behind and the wrestling. The reason it, I think it's boring is because I know it's fake. So it's it's like yeah. there's nothing really to root for. It's it's just like, but I mean, it's it, it's like, well, why do you watch like TV, any TV show, if you know it's fake? And that's a good question. A compelling stories. That's probably what it is. Often it's the reason. And I guess yeah, the story is usually a little more compelling <laughs> than the stories yeah. that wrestling offers. Not that wrestling might not offer cool stories. Um, but yeah. I think I, I think if you're gonna have a character who's like an undead wizard who wrestles, he needs a little more of a backstory than than yeah. he's and, wrestling. And I think that part of it is uh, again, again saying this is someone who doesn't know much about wrestling. It's sort of like improv where you may go in having somewhat of you know depending on the improv group you're part of and, and how they do it, you might go in with a with an idea of what's going to happen and how it's going to end. But beyond that, you don't know much. And I think, like, with professional wrestling, you kind of got to hold it in the same way where these guys are doing all large, I would imagine, a lot of improvisational fights. They just know who wins the fight or something like that. They're, like, talking to each other while they fight. Yeah. So, like, they they agree on what moves they're going to do and all that stuff. Yep. But do you, as before we move on, do you, even though you don't like wrestling, do you have a favorite wrestler? Um,. No, I mean, I, I, I no, no. Okay, I really liked that documentary on Jake the Snake. Yeah, um, but I just don't know enough yeah. pro wrestlers to like there. say I have a favorite. So yeah, I, I mean, the other thing, mine is my favorite one is Mankind, um, and I mean, it the re- the reason being is the I I really I mean I also I like wrestlers that are kind of in on the joke. I think. And that, mm-hmm. that like mankind is that's like his whole character is he's kind of in on the joke um, where he's so he the, the the guy who the wrestler the guy I can't remember his name Mike Foley or so I can't remember his name he um, yeah. he's a he's just a huge guy he's he's not like muscle he might be muscly under all his fat but he's just like really fat he's big guy and like his, so the character mankind is just, he just wears like like a 
a button-up shirt and khakis mm-hmm. and like a tie and and he but then like so he's just like dressed like a guy going to an office and then he, he wears like this like a like psycho killer type leather mask over his face like a like a muzzle over his face and then like mm-hmm. the way he talks is just like he like talks in like this like kind of like high pitched like higher tone voice he's just like a weird character and like just the like he's just a bizarre like character that he and like they're all characters but he so it's just like that's why I think that's why I like him though is because. Like he like he kind of sub he's not he's like in a, like he doesn't try to be macho, which kind of makes him yeah. funny, because he's just this like fat guy with this kind of whiny voice who's like wrestling with these guys who are whose characters are like they're like oh I'm the uh, an undead blah 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 well I'm been super powered by blah 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 I'm at, like that's like what all the characters are so it's just kind of I think that's why he's my favorite it's just he's just this bizarre bizarre contrast. To all these other, uh, I'm, super I'm a bit surprised you don't like professional wrestling because I mean you're a man of the stage. <laughs> I do have. I'm just kidding. I, I'm I'm two credits short of a theater minor. That's true. Well, <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. You should go back and finish. I that. just tell people I have a theater minor. But anyway, all right. That's, that's <laughs> anyway, that's uh, enough can, about wrestling. Can I, yeah. can I talk about something? Yeah, yeah. Please don't. So I've uh, I've been watching the show Shadow and Bone. Are you familiar with Shadow and Bone on Netflix? No. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I'm only three episodes in. The way I would describe it is it's, it's a, it, first of all, it's not animated. It's a live action show. Mm. But it's kind of like Avatar The Last Airbender in that a lot of the, uh, what drives the plot is, is um, I mean, I'm still watching the show, so I'm still learning these things. But a lot of like military-esque sort of like conflicts between tribes type of stuff. And you have people who like bend fire and, okay. you know, throw shadow blades. It's a really interesting show so far. So, so. it's a lot like Avatar. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like Avatar. <laughs> it's based on a book series, but but I was watching it. And I was like, this is like what Avatar The Last Airbender live action should have been. Uh-huh. You know, it's well shot, well acted, a very diverse cast. What's the um, plot of the show? So the essential plot of the show, and all of this gets revealed in the first episode. Okay. I don't think it's a huge spoiler, but it's about, <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, it, I'll tell you the plot, but I'll, I'll make one more comment on it. Um, it's a mixture of Avatar The Last Airbender and um, uh, what's that movie with the girl who, her sister's name is, uh, she calls her Little Duck. Um, they go into a, they rise up and they all fight to the death and only one person survives. Oh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. It's like a mixture of Hunger Games and. It's weird that the only um, thing you can remember is Little Duck, but I could. Because my older sister, for a while, called her young my younger oh, sister Little that's Duck. That's cute. So I just remembered that. Okay. Um, yeah. So the general plot is this girl. The people who have these powers are like a special class. Yeah. And the main character was part of an orphanage. Okay. And she and she uh, never got tested to see if she had these powers okay. because I don't want to explain the whole story, but but that's why I say it's like um. So there's a girl in an orphanage who has special powers. Yep. And that's the plot. No, that's just like how she ended up where she was. the The plot <laughs> is primarily her when she's older, part of this military. 
and then they discover that she has these powers. I don't want to w- explain the whole story because she, they need to cross this lake that anytime a boat crosses the what's lake, it, it, it disappears. Just, what's her objective? I don't... She doesn't currently... In episode three, she doesn't have an objective. Okay. They just find out she has powers. They so it's about- essentially took her captive, and they're going to make her a soldier. Okay. Okay. So that... It's a story yeah. of a girl who <laughs> discovered she has superpowers and is being made into a soldier. Think of it this way. Small town girl. Yeah. Um, Living in a lonely world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. You were in my job. <laughs> well. Nah, it was too predictable. Yeah, it was. I've been playing. Por- uh, there's a Portal mod. I don't know if you saw it on Steam. For Portal 1 or Portal 2? Portal 2. Interesting. It is called. I did not see it. It's called Portal Reloaded. Uh huh. Essentially, it adds time travel to Portal. It is. It is just. It is frustratingly difficult. It is. It 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 takes. You know, I mean, Portal, difficult game, but I'd say you can wrap your mind around it. Just given enough time, they spent. You know, Valve spent most of their development. Or whatever of that game, studying how people learn to play video games, essentially, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's essentially what Portal is. It's a game about learning how to play video games. Um, yep. If you don't know, it's a puzzle game where you have two portals and you solve puddle puzzles using portals that let you move between them in a room. So that's the game. I don't know how else to describe it. But um, this mod adds a third portal, okay? And the third portal... Oh, interesting. The third portal is a time portal, time travel mm-hmm. portal. So you, you, so essentially every, every puzzle has a current version and a future version. And you step through the time. You can put the time portal wherever you want, and you step through, and like essentially everything's dilapidated. The trees have all grown everywhere. It's, you know, it's yep. twenty years in the future, and so, and but it, all the same rules still apply. So, for in, example, in the original version of Portal, uh, when you like drop a box through a portal, it mon- mm-hmm. it maintains its momentum, and it comes out the other side flying. At whatever speed. So you can, you know, change the direction of things, like change what directions things are moving, all that stuff. So in this one, it's the same thing. So something that, like, flies through the time portal, maintains its momentum and all that. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's just it just adds, like, this crazy level of difficulty because you have to think. Well, the, the tagline is, like, thinking in four dimensions. And it, it's, it's just hard. It's so you... Most of the puzzles, I'm like halfway done, most of them involve like a box. Um, And one of the primary game mechanics, other than traveling between essentially two maps, is is the box in the current era, when Mm -hmm. when you move it, that box moves in the future. But because essentially it's the, supposed to be the same box, right? So if you put it here and it doesn't move for 20 years, if you go 20 years in the future, you'll still see it there. But you can then pick up the box from the future and bring it to the past. And as long as you don't move the box from the past, the box in the future will 
act like a normal box. So it's just like, like I said, that's like what, that's like the kind of thinking you have to do. You have to like think in like chronologically. So like essentially if you put like a blue portal and your orange portal in the past and then you go to the future, well, your blue portal and your orange portal are still there. So if you want to like, you can move them in the future, but then if you go back to the past and you move them again, well, now they're also like they've that's happened that you know it it's now they're changed in the future so it's it's just like it's just this like crazy level of of thinking that 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 i can't even i don't even know if i'm describing it well you know i no it's interesting um the first thing is i followed all of that Mm -hmm. uh i will point out that you kind of gave me a hard time for struggling through my story about that's shadow and bone that's what i do though yeah (laughs) That's fair. I, I can't. Re- what have I got? To- I'm the fool, really. I mean, you um, you got on the you you you're the frog. You let the scorpion on your back, and I don't know what to say. Other than yeah, this I mean, is what I did. The scorpion's a real bastard. That's what I'd say. Well, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> I guess so. I, I don't know the story. Okay, well, that's next episode. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying we're at 34 minutes. How long do we want to go? Man, I got a couple. I, well, look, I'm almost done. We can stop here, I guess. We can. We no, I'm not saying we should stop. Uh, I'm saying how long do you want to go? We could go a little longer. Do you have more things to talk about? Uh, I say we just I wrote some stuff down. Let's just keep going. Anyway, because right, I'm going. not done talking about this portal game. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so that that's what the game is. Um, I think. I have some criticisms of it. I'm only halfway through. Part of the reason mm-hmm. I'm only halfway through is it's frustratingly difficult. Um, yep. But it's also not evenly difficult. So I would say like the hardest map so far, the hardest is like is the they call the levels like test chambers. So it's the twelfth, mm-hmm. the twelfth test chamber, which is about halfway through. Um, and the reason it's hard isn't isn't really like because it's a difficult solution it's because the game i mean the designers and this isn't like a fault against them but i think like what makes portal work is like i said the thing that the company valve who made portal did with that game is it's it, it's like a case study of how people learn to play video games so like yeah. everything is about building on top of the last thing you learn and it's yeah. like they think through everything down to like which way the camera is facing when you first load into a level and like what's the yep. first thing you see and like how is the level positioned so that way you like your eye sees things and kind of fought like that's like the level of detail they put into it um to try to make this really complex puzzle game um that's also more or less anyone can beat it if they put the time into it it's not like it's hard but it's not impossible well as this one it's um i i i mean maybe i maybe i'm just dumb but um there's some levels <laughs> like well there's so there's so far there's been one level i just couldn't figure it out i had to look up a playthrough and i was like okay well i feel like an idiot because i should have been able to think that through um yeah. but it's just like i mean i'll, I'll just explain what it was essentially like it required you so more or less the way to beat the levels is you have to get a box on a button 
and that opens a door. So that's yeah. So yeah, that was like that's a normal portal too. A lot of the Sta- time, yeah, standard portal. Yeah. Um, and so on this one, it's you know, but you can see how that box mechanic I described earlier would kind of complicate that, where if you move one box, the other box more or less disappears because it doesn't exist anymore, and you have to go back to the you know anyway. So it's 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 it time travel complicates that essentially, and there's one level where there's two buttons at the end of the level and so it's like and it's the the buttons are high up so the only way to get them there is to essentially shoot them out of a portal um at least that's what you think you think the that's usually how you do it the way to get them there is to shoot them like out of some sort of portal that would send them flying through the air near the button then you go put it in the button um, in this case, that's not what you were supposed to do. What you were supposed to do is, in the present and the future, essentially set the map up so that way um, you could fall through a hole in the future, come flying out of the ceiling, fall into the future to the time portal, which would all would be positioned so that way when you come back into the present you're flying through the air and that way you land where the buttons go without the boxes and then you can just make a normal portal between the two areas and it's and it's not like hard but it is frustrating in the sense that um just like things like that where it's like okay well i could have maybe figured that out on my own if the game like had done anything to maybe let me know that, oh, there's places to put portals up on that platform. Like, you can't see it, so the only way to know is if you go up there, and you're never going to think to go up there on your own unless you, like, really think... Because you're thinking... It's just it's things like that. It's these little subtle things that I think this mod doesn't have that Valve puts into their games that makes the level of complexity that they can get away with. They can get away with it because by the time you get to those difficult puzzles, you've had, like... 10 things reinforcing oh you should go check where the buttons are to see if you're if to see if you're supposed to go there first or something like that and that that's, that's kind of what i mean is 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 what what why the game almost kind of feels a little cheaply difficult sometimes because it yeah. it's it's kind of lacking um the the part of portal that like when you when when portal feels difficult it never feels like cheap I mean, maybe it it feels like um, it feels like, okay, like you can always trust in Portal that the the game devs gave you all the information required and you just haven't Mm -hmm. put it together yet. Well, as in this case, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like I don't know if I'm missing some piece of information that would help me solve the puzzle. So, I mean, but I do like it. It's really it's just that's what that's what makes it difficult, though, and not necessarily the fact that it adds this cool new mechanic so yeah i think that a lot of game developers and this maybe this is more common with modders they assume that a difficult game is virtuous in itself whereas like i think some good examples of challenging games and and the ones that you know most recently popularized it is dark souls Mm -hmm. games like dark souls and sekiro where on the one hand it's incredibly frustrating on the other hand like for the most part, you as long as you get better, like you just need to know the, the mechanics. They don't really like take cheap shots at you. That's not totally true of Dark Souls, but like as a general rule, mm-hmm. it feels fair 
and you feel like you lost because you just weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas like sometimes certain puzzle games can be un- unnecessarily difficult. Yeah. Which is why I almost exclusively play RuneScape because <laughs> there's no there's no hidden you get what you you get what you came for you know now that isn't necessarily true because I've done the mansion mystery like the, you know the man murder mansion quest oh in in, in and, RuneScape yeah and that yeah. that quest that that, <laughs> yeah. that quest is the definition of assuming the player just is gonna figure it out on their like right assuming and the, what I would say is that's not <laughs> They're not pursuing difficult <laughs> gameplay for the sake of it in that case. Yeah. It's just poor quest design. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> it's a little, I'd say it's a little different, but I, yeah, I can no. see why it'd be frustrating. I just yeah. use a guide. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know I'm making a joke, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I will say if you were to go into that quest, like hoping for a murder mystery, You'll which is get one of my personal favorite genres, yeah. I love murder mysteries, you would not, I mean, that's, you're not getting that from the, that quest in old school RuneScape. So. I think I think you would get it. I think anyone who like craves like Agatha Christie levels of um, like, <laughs> like mystery should just like just play. It's you can you know, like a couple hours of RuneScape, you can get to that quest, and um, yeah. not even it's an entry level quest. Yeah, no combat. Yes. <laughs> Anyone who likes Agatha Christie, that style of like, man, if only I knew what like like if I could just piece these ten random things together and know who, yep. that's what that quest is. Uh, Can I say one thing on that quest in, in yeah. old school RuneScape? Yeah, uh, because I happen to play it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not that much because of school, but you know, it's like the one thing. It, it it's been the only constant in my life in the past fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not true got a lot of constants um it was originally a halloween ho- holiday event mm-hmm. and that was back in the day when old school put a lot of development time into holiday events mm-hmm. and then they just turned it into a quest mm-hmm. so it was like it was meant to be something that anybody can do you know as long as your count's been around for more than 24 hours mm-hmm. type of thing um yeah so. yeah yeah i know so yeah right what else you got for me Hmm. Not much. I can talk about chivalry too, but honestly, I don't have much to say. And also, I feel like we've talked a ton about video games this time because oh, I really wanted to talk about Fallout seventy six. But I don't. Go have talk to. about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> or we can I, save it till next time. It's your call. I don't. I don't want to save it next time. I'm afraid I won't be playing by next week. Um, I. <laughs> I um. Yeah. I mean. We didn't have an episode last, like we we recorded an episode last time and then it got deleted. So that would have been a good mm-hmm. foil to this one because I wasn't yeah. playing video games last time. But um, but I mean, I'm just I just I, Fallout seventy six. I'm playing it again. I really think if you like Bethesda games, you should just play it. Um, like I'm Elder Scrolls or any of the Fallout games. The modern. Can you ones. before you talk about it? Can you confront those who were maybe burnt by the creation of fallout 76 because it was so bad on release i mean i would say it got a lot of bad press because it was buggy i don't like personally i didn't think it was a bad game it was just buggy um yeah and they did make a bad decision in that it's an rpg without and it was an rpg without any 
people to talk to. So mm-hmm. that was a, a kind of weird decision. Um, it was, and, and, but at this point, it's a completely different game. So it, it's, is there like character interaction with people? There's, no? there's, well, there's always been other people in the game. So you mean, I mean, like RPG style? Oh, you mean NP, like NPCs? There are, yeah, there's, there's so, um, so now there's NPCs kind of all over the place. They, mm-hmm. um, you can talk to them. Um, it's a more robust dialogue system than was in Fallout 4. Honestly, it it's um it's it it's more akin to maybe Fallout 3 or like Oblivion's yep dialogue system. So I would say maybe even better than Elder Scrolls dialogue system because Elder Scrolls and Fallout 4 kind of shied away from having a robust dialogue system. Um, but this one has a quite robust one. With lots of skill checks, if you're into skill checks, like so, like charisma checks and per- perception checks, like in, while you're talking to them, and I'm actually failing a lot of them because it's it's kind of like um, it's surprising in the sense that I mean I've, I've, I've um, it's surprising in the sense that like so like it'll be like okay for this dialogue you need like eight charisma to say it it's like okay so I'll say that and then it's like okay you need eight charisma again to say it. it's like okay I'll say it and then to like kind of finish off like you'll so you'll get to one part of the dialogue tree where it's like and then it's like to kind of finish off that final nail in the coffin it's like okay well now you need 12 charisma to say it. it's like oh well, I don't have 12 <laughs> charisma so it's just like it's so it's a, honestly pretty interesting um way they've actually that sounds like one that sounds like one skill check to me because if you're be doing one skill check three but, skill checks and then you have the third one you, that you have to do in order to get the well reward from the dialogue if the third yeah. one's higher yeah i mean the eight and the eight don't matter i mean the i would say the reward for i mean in, in this case the final reward is more or less skipping a quest um okay. while as you get some alternate dialogue you know from the other skill checks so yeah i guess if you're a lore junkie yeah, I mean, which is the all. I mean, if you're not into like talking to NPCs, then skill checks probably don't mean anything to you. Yeah. Um, but if you, I mean, if you're into that part of a role playing game, which I think the only it's it's the best one that does it is um, Divinity. I mean, yeah, that one is kind of wild with how in depth mm-hmm. the skill checks go. But I would say Fallout seventy six, as far as the Bethesda style of RPG goes. Um, which, if you don't know what a Bethesda RPG is, I don't know how to really describe it. Other than it's, it's just it's their unique bl- brand, and it's usually kind of bland overall. I'd say it's fun fantasy, but kind of bland overall. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They don't really go too in depth with skill checks, but in Fallout seventy six, they've kind of gone crazy with it. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean the combat. I think has always been kind of solid, but, but I mean that it's not like the best FPS combat on a shooter game, you know? So it's, it's, yeah. it's not the best, but it's decent enough to have fun. And I mean, most, most things are kind of one, two shot kill anyway. So definitely combat isn't the, I mean, unless you're like fighting a boss. So combat isn't the most important thing. Um, it's got some survival elements. So, I mean, the game just works for me. I've been getting it back into it, though, because I just had a big update um, where they kind of like... So the biggest part of the game is you can build a house. That's pretty much why the game exists, is you can build yeah. build a house. Um, and they just released a big update where now you can build like a second house. So it, it, And so... <laughs> 
which I mean, that, that's pretty, that's a pretty big, I spend a lot of time doing that. And uh, yeah. so, I mean, it's fun. I, w- I, w- I, w- I wish more people I knew played because I, I really love the game. So, and I wish I had people to talk to it about, but it's fun. It's really fun. So anyway, that's all I really wanted to say about it is, is what I like about it. Um, someone play with me. Um, <laughs> as, as we've been talking about this 3D printing, sorry, as you've been talking about your, your, yeah. your video game, I've uh-huh. been yeah. picking away at this 3D print, trying to get rid of the supports. Yeah. Because one of the things with 3D printing is you can't, gravity is a factor. Uh-huh. And so certain things you can't print because... If you've got an overhang or something like that, you need to print supports. Yeah. Which is great. Except that they're really difficult to get rid of. And I <laughs> finally finished this bugbear here, which I think that Jason played a bugbear last time we last time we um I don't remember. played D and D. Was that so, my bachelor party? I don't remember. Did he? Yeah. Okay. It was him or, or Matt, but um, can I propose that we do a little bit of podcast housekeeping? Okay. Because um, we're hitting 50 minutes here, and I'm getting pretty tired. So Okay, go for it. Um, the first is, do we want to... I realize we're live right now. Um, what are we thinking about guests? Do we want to do guests in this podcast? Yeah, we're, we're going to... We should bring a guest on soon. I'm going to... Let's just say next episode. Next episode, we're having a guest. We're going to have All a right. guest next episode. We'll um, find somebody. Sarah yeah. or someone. Yeah. Um, if you also want to give us suggestions, so that way Jason's voice isn't the only voice in yep. our ear, you can do that. We don't have an email, but let's make an email right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to use your email? or No, because you like, Don't tell people my oh, email. Sorry. You, you can beep, beep, beep that out. I'm going to beep that <laughs> <laughs> but beep it beep it don't like snip it okay you gotta beep it um i'm gonna try john caleb podcast should i i'm just gonna try john caleb let's just see if that works that's taken john caleb podcast that's not taken okay email us at john caleb podcast at gmail.com okay yep and i guess like us on itunes or spotify i don't spotify doesn't Rate do us. likes but on iTunes. No, they don't. But listen on Spotify because that's where the. Well, I guess I don't know what. Like us on iTunes. Leave like us, a us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Yep. Um, we love you. 